0: North Carolina can clinch a spot in the ACC championship game with a win at wake forest this weekend. What's it going to take? Maybe 50 points. We'll find out as we talk about it today.
1: You are locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Hey there, it's Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget, we're free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe right now to make sure you get your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Today, joining us for this preview of the football game is our guy, Anthony Pagnata. So we'll unpack this the way we do every football preview. Just a few big picture things off the top, including our game predictions. And then we'll move into looking at what happens when Carolina has the ball. What happens when Wake Forest has the ball? Ultimately, it doesn't matter because they're both going to score a ton of points. Uh, but let's start right there, Mr. Anthony Pagnotta. Carolina just keeps doing it.
1: It's not always pretty and it's not always perfect, but they're eight and one. What are you seeing? I mean, that's that's exactly what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a team that can win and that can win a lot of close games. And this is a completely different uh, feeling than you know a year ago. Um, we were sitting here at this time a year ago wondering what in the world was happening. <laughs> How was this team? finding a way to lose a lot of these close games. Um, But this team has really turned things around. And, you know, even if you go back to 2020, this was one thing that Carolina did not particularly do a great job of, was winning close games on the road. And they're doing both of those things this year. They are the only team right now in college football that has won five games on the road this season. And this is the first time Carolina has won five games on the road since 1996. So Carolina is doing something that we really haven't seen before. And the last time that we saw it, Carolina was doing some special things. I know it's not the prettiest way to win games and you would like, you know, to avoid, you know, the radio station I work at today, Jones Angel said it, you'd kind of like to avoid being down at halftime having to recollect in the locker room and then find a way to win the game in the second half that Carolina has won three straight games like that. That's right. You'd like a little bit more of a dominant performance, <laughs> but Hey man, it's working. The recipe is working right now. And I think, you know, at this point, as long as you win, that's ultimately what matters. Because if you get to the ACC championship game, if you find a way to win it, great. Even if you don't, I don't think anybody really thought this was going to happen. Maybe you thought Carolina had an outside shot at winning the ACC Coastal. I don't think anybody foresaw Carolina having a chance to be 11 and 1 after the regular season and potentially playing, you know, to be a team inside of the top 10 and to maybe be going to their second Orange Bowl in three years.
0: That would be absolutely crazy if they're able to achieve that. Obviously, that's going to start this weekend. Got to take care of things at Wake Forest. A big, a big, a huge, a massive part of the reason they are off to this 8-1 start is the guy under center, Mr. Drake May. If you didn't think you saw this team coming, this guy was in a quarterback battle two, three months ago, and now he's a top 5-6 legitimate Heisman candidate. Here's my question, Anthony. If Drake May was putting up these same numbers in an Alabama uniform, a Georgia uniform, Ohio State, Clemson, wh- whatever it may be, would we be seeing him
1: talked about nationally different than we are now? Uh yeah, 100%, 100%. Um those guys, you know, those usually the quarterbacks of those teams, you're going to see them up there year in and year out being talked about as guys in the preseason that are, you know, favorites to win it. Um, and, and look, they're, they're in the national spotlight and those guys, I mean, I, I think there were some really good candidates so far, you know, that, that are in there this year. I think CJ Stroud, you know, he's had a quality year. There's no doubt about it, but he's a guy that he got a pass for what happened last weekend, uh, against Northwestern. Um, just, you know, call it what it is, man. I, I know that the weather up there was bad but that was a rough performance for Ohio State. If he played for any other school, he would probably be out of the Heisman race. But you you you're seeing that him even Bryce young to a certain extent, which Bryce young really struggled. That was probably the worst game of his entire career. The other night against LSU, they get passes because they've been there before their teams have been there before. Um, So there's no doubt that Drake may, he definitely takes a hit because of where he plays at. Um, The, the other thing I think that hurts him is that right now the ACC is not seen uh, all that well in the eyes of people nationally. Yeah. And, I got to tell you, I really don't understand why. I don't understand why the ACC is the butt of the joke. I get it. The ACC coastal isn't exactly great, but do people forget that Pittsburgh is a team that, you know, kind of held Malik Hooker relatively in check? Um, That game was still in question earlier on this year. Um, Drake Bay put away Pittsburgh early in the fourth quarter. So I get it. I know that game was on the road, but. It's time to look at Drake May and realize that there is a special dude here. He leads the country in a lot of different categories. (laughs) That's right. And that's the thing to me that I don't understand why people try to take that away from him. Because they'll say, well, who has he played? Okay, well, if you're looking at guys, total yards, total touchdowns, there's a lot of guys that are up near the top in those same categories. That are having special years. Well, if we're going off of that and we're just saying he's in there because of the stats, well, then wouldn't you put guys like Austin Reed from Western Kentucky in there, Frank Harris from Texas San Antonio? Because apparently Drake's only in there because of the stats. No, he's in there because he's in a power conference and he's doing what he, what the one thing that you have to do to be able to be in at least in the conversation. And that's when. And this dude deserves all the hype that he is getting. Because if you put any of these other guys in the situation that he is in at Carolina, I don't really know ultimately where Carolina is at this year. Maybe in a similar spot with CJ Stroud, maybe in a similar spot with Hendon Hooker. But some of these guys, if we're being honest, Carolina probably wouldn't be eight and one because Drake May's just that special.
0: Yeah. That's well, all very well said, and a great punctuation at the end of it. All that said, I want to go ahead and make our game prediction projections, our game predictions right now. And then we're gonna unpack uh following that why we're making the predictions we are. So on Bet Online, our locked on betting sponsor. This game is Wake Favored by Three and a half. The over-under. You ready for this? 77 in this game, Anthony. The biggest, easily the highest over-under I've seen all season. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll start. I usually make you go first. Let me let me do it this week. I I mean. I've got to go with the Tar Heels here. I, I know it's going to be a high-scoring affair. you got everything going. Sam Hartman versus Drake May. What a fun quarterback matchup this is going to be. I'm going to take the the Tar Heels to not only cover but to win outright. And then with this over-under, I mean, I, I jokingly set off the top first to 50 wins. I legitimately think that might be the case. And so why not get a little wacky
1: and give me the over? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm that. I am a hundred percent with you on that. Remember that the last two matchups, both teams have had over fifty points in this matchup. So I think there is no doubt that they will go over. And I'm with you. I think Carolina wins this one. Sam Hartman's really struggling right now. He's turning the football over. That, that was something that Carolina that sort of did that. to him yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Sort of sort of started their downfall. I think Carolina. That's one thing that we've seen from them at times this year. Go back to that Miami game, created some turnovers, I think this Carolina defense creates a couple of turnovers off of them. I like the way that Carolina is scoring the football right now. So I like Carolina to cover. And yes, they will definitely hit that over. (laughs) Absolutely. It'll be fun. So let's talk about here in just a
0: second what Carolina is going to do to keep putting points on the board. But first, this episode is brought to you by Upside. Listen, folks, inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back. I've stopped buying as much coffee at Starbucks and my local coffee stores. I'm making my coffee at home all the time. So whether it's driving less, dining out less or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. And that's why I've started using Upside. It's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back quite as much because I get cash back on every purchase. I literally use it every time I go to a gas station. So now that I've been using Upside, I can keep grabbing my favorite chestnut praline latte at the Bucks because of the extra cash in my pocket. So to get started, download the free Upside app, use my promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with the credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside, and the users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's got to be why this app has a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app right now and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, that's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Okay, so before we start talking about Carolina having the ball, I'd love to remind you for your second listen today to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts. All right, Anthony, as you alluded to in the first things we were talking about, Carolina's been stymied a little bit in the first half lately both in terms of the offense hasn't quite gotten rolling. They've been able to make great halftime adjustments and then kind of blitz things in the second half.
1: What are you looking for the Tar Heels to do with the ball this weekend? Well, yeah, I mean, first it's it's get out to a fast start because as we mentioned, you know, this, this is one of those games where you would imagine it's going to be a track meet. Uh, <laughs> you haven't held Wake Forest under 50 points in each of the last two matchups, and this is an offense – that's still extremely potent for Wake Forest. So for Carolina, their their goal has to be offensively, look, we've got to be able to get off to a fast start. And that doesn't mean that you have to be looking for the big play early on. It just means, look, we've got to realize we have to settle into our rhythm a little bit earlier. And I think the best way to do that is what we saw a little bit last week. Get the ball into Josh Downs' hands. Man, this dude is special. Um, I said it when we were re- when we were recapping over on the Heel Tough blog podcast earlier this week. Man, this dude does not get talked about enough. He really doesn't. Like, we talk so much about how special of a year Drake May is having. Well, how about the year and a half and now, you know, almost two years that Josh Downs is having? I mean, you're talking about an unreal season that he had a year ago. And that was in an offense where he was – easy. I mean, he was definitely the main focus. Um, At times, they almost forced him the ball. Well, he's – Doing similar-ish things this year. If he doesn't get injured and miss two games, he's probably on the same pace that he was a year ago. And yeah. this isn't an offense that spreads the football around a lot more, and you know has a guy in Antoine Green that I think up at, you know a lot of people look at and think could be an All ACC receiver right. himself. So I think Carolina has to be able to get it into the hands of Josh Downs in this one, and, and let him you know sort of guide you offensively. Uh, I, I think the other key is, is look, get off to a, a, a fast start in the run game. Give Elijah Green the football. Let yeah. this dude work, man. Yes. This guy, he was tremendous the other day uh, against Virginia. Because there was never a moment that I watched him take a carry and I said to myself, man, I don't like what Elijah Green did there. <laughs> Every time that he took the football, I thought he got downhill. I thought he ran hard. And that's what you want from Carolina backs. He looks like this year's version of British Brooks, the guy that's going to get his opportunity to finally break out late in the season, and he's running with it. So give him that chance in that backfield. And clearly, as of right now, they're the one that, you know, he's the one that Carolina trusts. Um, He was the only guy to take a carry last week out of the running backs. That was shocking. I figured we would see a lot of them. I didn't think he would be the only guy to carry the football. Um, and then ultimately, you know, the, the other thing that you've got to be able to do, and this is especially early in the game, one thing that's, that's, you know, sort of hurt Carolina a little bit early in these games is that they have let a lot of pressure get to Drake May. Your offensive line has to be able to protect against – uh, some scheme blitzes. Uh, you saw it a little bit again last week, but I thought last week was more of just guys up front not winning uh, their reps early on. But they eventually do. You want to see that be consistent from the word go, because again, if you get into a deficit against this Wake Forest team, it's not going to be as easy to climb out of that as it, you know, may, as it has been against some of these other offenses that you have faced this offense that Wake Forest has doesn't possess the same flaws that we've seen from teams like Duke, Pittsburgh, and, of course, last week, Virginia.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Man, love all that, Anthony. Something I mean, you talked about Drake May and all those statistical categories he leads the nation in. And then you get to Antoine Green. Let's talk about somebody that himself is leading the nation in a category in yards per reception. I mean, Mm -hmm. just unbelievable stuff. And uh, we're looking at what he can do. There, Elijah Green. Boy, what a story this young man is! First, uh, the the most rushing yards for a Tar Heel since Game Three, when Amari Hampton went over a hundred yards against Georgia State. I mean, it's just insane. And and you might recall last week, you and I talked about all the red zone efficiency for this team. Yep. Here we go again. One, one more, they picked up another non-scoring red zone trip. Well, guess what? It was because it was another end of game kneel down. They have three of them now, three of their four non-scoring red zone trips are because of end of game kneel downs. You get Somehow they got to kneel down at the 21 and just stop doing this uh, because I want to see that efficiency keep going up. But you love to see what they're doing, and you I, I agree. I think it's so important to get off the ground and running right out of the gate, and that's what we're going to need to see from Drake, May, and Company on Saturday night there at Wake Forest. Well, friends, now we want to flip and talk about what's things gonna look like when Wake has the ball. Can Carolina hold Sam Hartman and that offense down? Boy, they are turnover prone as of mm. last week. Can the Tar Heels force some of their own? We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting and the start of the new college basketball season find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. Man, I cannot wait to see what Carolina does this week. Uh, Drake May, as we've already said, has BetOnline's sixth best Heisman odds. And the Tar Heels as a team uh, continue to grow up in the national championship potential odds because they're one of the few teams left with a possibility. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering info with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MMA, boxing, and of course, golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Pagnata. So, man. This Wake Forest offense, Carolina, you know, we've had some shootouts with this team. Sam Hartman is a dude, similar to what we said about Josh Downs. He himself missed the beginning of the season, unfortunately. Uh, You you just hate to see that for anyone, even even an opponent. And Mm -hmm. uh, as we just alluded to a second ago, Wake Forest had some troubles recently holding on to the ball. What are you looking for this weekend when
1: Wake is on offense? Well, I mean, at first, it's well, what does Carolina do up front after what they did a week ago? Mac Brown met with the media on Wednesday, and he sort of addressed the fact that the defensive line just has not been great so far this year. <laughs> yeah. um, they have 14 sacks so far this season. That is the lowest. That was one thing that I don't think a lot of people really gave enough credit to, jay bateman for doing at times um with 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 the group that he had especially back in 2020 when they were one of the top teams in the country at getting after the quarterback because of how much they blitz well mac brown said it gene Chiswick is still blitzing with this group um it's just not getting home and you <laughs> don't have guys up front that are winning those one-on-one battles well, it has to start in this one. It, it it has to start here. Look, Kamen Rucker, hopefully he is a little bit healthier than he was a week ago. He was extremely quiet. And I think part of that had to be because of the injury that he suffered against Pittsburgh. May have slowed him a little bit. But look, that defensive line, you you got to bounce back. You struggled against one of the worst Power 5 offensive lines and you were dominated. It wasn't even the, like there, there was never a, a time in that game where I said to myself, it looks like Carolina is starting to swing stuff. So there, there has to be a response from that group in this game. And to be honest with you, it wouldn't shock me if there is because they've been so inconsistent. And that's the most frustrating part when it comes to this unit. Um, you know, the, the other thing that I'm looking for is, yeah, what, what can this do, team do turnover wise? Because, that has been a big element of the last two games against Wake Forest. Is that Carolina has created turnovers? You're right. The, the last two weeks for Wake Forest have been brutal in terms of turnovers. You putting it kindly. <laughs> you, you are facing a team that turned the ball over six times in a single quarter against Louisville. Gosh. Eight times in the half. Like this is that is unprecedented stuff. So it, it, they're going to be there for the taking. It's going to be an option. You have to go out and get those. And I thought last week, you know, the interception by Storm Duck was big. Um, I think Carolina, they they have to be able to create those turnovers in this game. Uh, and and I think they will be able to because we've seen it from them at times so far this season. You know, and then the other thing that I'm looking for is, you know, what what is – what is Carolina able to do to limit the big plays? Because this Wake Forest offense is so big play Mm. oriented. Mm. Honestly, there's they're kind of similar to what Carolina was in the first couple of years under Phil Longo, under Sam Howell. It's a team that they have such great receivers on the outside. They're going to throw balls up and let guys go make plays. And so far this season, against those type of receivers Carolina hasn't had a ton of success but you're starting to see at times guys show up and make plays primarily I think Storm Duck who really struggled early in the season you've seen he's played really good here recently so can can those guys step up in this game can they prevent those big plays from happening and you know if they do I think Carolina's got a chance to really put themselves in a good spot here and and, and have a chance to win this one.
0: Yeah, man, we do not want to see A.T. Perry pulling down a whole bunch of receptions from Sam yep. Hartman on Saturday. Uh, let me let me ask you about Cedric Gray. This guy is fourth in the nation in total tackles with 99, just one shy of being one of four guys in all of FBS with triple-digit tackles. Is that a function of Cedric Gray's having a phenomenal year or a function of nobody's making tackles, so Cedric Gray's doing it all? And oh, by the way, he keeps getting banged up. So how does the heart and soul of the defense how was he able to stay on the field and help things
1: come together so to answer your first two questions yes both the, I mean it's just it, it's both yeah. like it yeah. I, I don't really like that's the thing man and, and there's going to be people that are going to be negatives and say well he's really not playing that great because the guys around him are playing that great whatever man whatever I don't you don't I mean he's still making tackles I mean you're talking about a dude that Week in and week out now, if he is not finishing with 12 or more tackles, you're kind of stunned. Um, But he's just finding the football. And I think, you know, there were so many people this year, even in the preseason, that were still kind of trying to play him off, Um, that were still saying, hey, man, you know, Rod, Rod Dilworth's eventually going to take over his starting job. That is not happening. This nope. dude is legit. This dude is put in the work. And he is a leader for this defense. And when he has been out at times – because he's gotten banged up, you, you've seen a huge difference from what Carolina does defensively. He is such a great leader for this team. I think he does a great job of communicating things. And, uh, you know, I, I think him and Power Eccles are just the perfect tandem. But it, it's kind of like, you know, I, I talked to Michael Felder at a point last year, who does a tremendous job I, at the time he was with Stadium, I don't think he is anymore, I don't remember where he's at now. No. Um, but he, you know, he came on with me and he was, you know, we were talking about the Tar Heel defense and he said, Look, man, the linebackers they're playing very well. Hmm. The thing is, is that the reason why they struggle at times is there is so much on their plate because hmm. the unit in front of them is not great. And the, the unit, unit behind right. them is that's not right. great. That's, that's and well I think that's the case again this year. So to me, both him and Power Eccles, but I think especially him because of what he can do dropping into coverage, they are really playing their tails off. They deserve a ton of credit. And if this team could ever figure it out, even with just one of those units, I, I think they That would be huge for them. They deserve a ton of credit, and I love watching those guys play every single Saturday, to be honest, which it's probably the only real element of the defense that I actually love seeing every Saturday. So.
0: Yeah, agreed. <laughs> man, okay, final word. Over or under 40 points
1: for Wake Forest on Saturday? Oh, I want to say under. I want to believe it, but <laughs> – I, I gotta go over, man, because we've seen the last two years that they, they've gone over. And look, the numbers defensively this year are rough. I mean, this team is still, this team is 122nd in total defense in terms of yards given up this year. Now they don't give up the points. I'm 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 gonna go over, but slightly. I think it's a better, it's a better effort from Carolina in this one, but I still will go with the over.
0: Yeah, I I would have to as well. But the good news is it's not like Wake Forest is going to be any more stingy with points allowed. And so uh, we look for Drake May to put up yet another ridiculous set of numbers. It could be another one of those five total TDs. Kind of day for Mr. Drake May as he continues to climb up the national rankings and hopefully further into the Heisman conversation. Mr. Anthony Pagnata, as always, so great to have you on. Thanks for all your wisdom and insight. Folks, make sure you check out his good work at the Heel Tough blog, along with our good buddy Josh Marlowe, and everything they're doing. But that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels coming up tomorrow. We've got a preview for the Carolina versus Charleston basketball game, the second game of the season. Can Carolina maybe win a rebounding battle? We shall find out. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Heels. You can follow our guy, Anthony, at HTBAnthony. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. I want to thank you so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. And by the way, would love for you to check out our brand new Locked On College basketball that I'm co-hosting along with Andy Patton. That'd be great. Hey, please don't forget to subscribe, smash the like button, leave some comments on your thoughts on this game for Saturday. Should be interesting. Really appreciate you hanging out with us on a Thursday, talking about Carolina football getting ready for Saturday. But as for today, we want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow. Peace.